0: Hi and welcome to the German Fußball Podcast, a World Cup special following Germany's exit from the World Cup. We are here to dissect the dad and I want to just go straight into it and ask what your immediate thoughts were. Following what we can call a rather dramatic end to the group stages between Germany, Spain, Costa Rica, and the winners Japan.
1: Well, first of all, I thought that was the German football podcast. That will a be bad for us, uh, but b <laughs> we will have a great episode. Uh, analyze it, it, analyze it, and uh, yes, I. The thing is. We've all been be saying that Germany is a tournament team, and they won the World Cup four times. They've had their image of always be good at tournaments. They even in two thousand and two, remember where they lost the final against Brazil. They went there as a team that nobody expected anything from, and then they went all the way to the final. Remember the I don't know you remember the final, but the final was uh, a great game of Germany. Uh, One of the best goalkeepers in the world at that time, Oliver Kahn, maybe the best, made a rebound and Ronaldo, the original Ronaldo score. So Germany's always had the image of doing well. But the thing is, Marcus, when we spoke about this before the World Cup, I said that the surprise of this tournament will be Germany. I Mm -hmm. said that not in a positive way. I said that would be a negative way uh, because... Last year, so since, since more or less since Mario Götze made that winning goal, that fantastic winning goal in Brazil when they beat Argentina, they haven't been good. They haven't been developing, and there is a lot of things to that. But I've, I, I guess that's my immediate thing. That the football god—I've I've seen all games at this World Cup—and uh, somehow I feel that the football god is quite fair. Football, the football god seemed to reward the team with passion with team feeling with national proud of the team looking at japan south korea australia i mean uh, seeing the videos from melbourne four o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. was was amazing so somehow the likes of belgium denmark two teams that i felt came there without any bus there was nothing they were just going through the motions germany wasn't that Bad uh, because they, at the the last game, they won, uh, but they they were depending on Spain, then getting a point of of Japan. So, uh, and there could be a goal difference deciding everything, and maybe blah, 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 they would need another goal, and so on. But somehow the football guard was fair because they also reward Germany with the consequences of lack of development. Uh, if I go hard, I would say the last eight years, but at least the last four years. Yeah, because you
0: would have thought that if Germany went through, they went out on goal difference and Spain ended up on the same points, but following a stronger result against Costa Rica, went through. Is what you're saying is this forces another moment of, of reckoning for German talent development? I'm sure multiple experts, coaches, academy, head of academies will try to dissect what has gone wrong and what needs to be done. What is your verdict on it? Because like you say, Germany were world champions in 2014. There are some talents, but maybe not enough talents coming up. I, you know, from before we started this and and, and maybe the general populace was thinking, yeah, but Germany are, you know, have good, decent academies and and what have you. What is your, What is your analysis of of that aspect to to German football?
1: Uh, If I can start with the first thing you said about the goal difference, I think that summed up Germany at the moment. Because we have seen in in the last four or five days, the games are so depending on each other. Because I've got two screens and I'm watching the games and it's like you see the same game both halves. With mm-hmm. different things, okay, it's like a shadow boxing. They're just looking, oh, how do we go? Let's be safe now. And then at half time, people tell us what's the result in the other game. And then we have to go for it. Like Japan did against uh, Spain. And mind you, Japan was 1-0 down against two world champions. Mm-hmm. And they turned that around. So... So, I think that just sums up also Germany. Why don't you play play our favourite, Marcus Fulkrug? That has nothing to do with me and you making him a cult person. One no. year ago, we played in the second league in Germany for Werder Bremen. And, funny
0: enough, Jap- Japan's goal scorers did play in the Zweite Bundesliga. That's exactly, <laughs>
1: for, exactly, from Fortuna Düsseldorf. And mind you, fun fact, there are four players, I guess, from Japan. Uh, four players from the Bundesliga have scored goals for Japan. Three three in the Bundesliga for Germany which is also right. a bit fun fact isn't it. but the fact is Marcus if you play full at the start who is 100% your best goal scorer number nine you put pressure on Japan so when Japan knows about okay say that Germany is up 2-0 after 15 minutes against Costa Rica they scored four they could have scored two after 15-20 uh, they could have been 3-0 up against yep. them Japan will have thought wow, well, we have to watch out they can win big here a draw won't be enough and so on and so on no they didn't they went thomas muller as i love thomas uh, muller has been a legend for the, in the german uh, but for eight eight years mm-hmm. he hasn't uh, since the uh, semi-final against brazil the seven 0 the the game where you and me and the family were sitting on a plane mm-hmm. that is another story he hasn't done one assist or one goal for germany at the tournament, yeah. which is gone to become. He could have become, gone on
0: to become the, the all-time scoring uh, World Cup player, but like, actually, like you say, in a truly remarkable statistic, no and goal involvements.
1: No, and, that, and at that time, he was 24. I mean, yeah. he could have broken all the records. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is that Hansi Flick went to go safe. He went to go with his so-called Bayern block. This right. Bayern block of seven players that everybody loved, and we can... Just know, well, let's that go because get into that. No, 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 because I have to answer your question. Sorry, Mark. I have to, you are the host, so I have to ask you, uh, answer <laughs> no. your question. Yeah. Because the development of players, yes, there is an image of German uh, um, academies developing players. But it's a symbol for them, isn't it? That their best player at this World Cup, their biggest talent in Musiala, who is developed in Eng- in England. Yeah. I mean he is a wonder kid. He's fantastic. It he was against Costa Rica, it looked like he wanted to do everything on his own because he he, won- he went with the ball, hit the post a couple of times. He was like amazing. So you've seen that that the German Academy, who was very good like 20 years ago, because development takes time. And a big football nation like Germany haven't been able to to develop or create a striker. I mean, in all due respect to Fulkrug, he's 29. Mm -hmm. I mean, talking about you being a late starter, he is the latest starter of them all and Mm -hmm. coming in and doing well. Bayern Munich goes Chopin Moteng. He's from Cameroon. Uh, They don't have a German uh, striker coming through. And I think that is something to do with the, the kind of German... I'm not saying society but, but I read some articles this morning that someone said this is a consequence of a of a society who and uh, there was some player I think it was Gnabry who said it after the game we are getting too much into a comfort zone so a lot of the players that do develop uh, are more or less on the same level same cane, same cane kind of players and you're lacking that striker And I just have to note that Flora Wirtz, one of the biggest talent, was injured and the Bayer Leverkusen couldn't be there. But still, the development system in, in, in Germany is not that good at the moment. But, mind you, it's also for people who listen to this. Hansi Flick saying, we haven't done anything with our development system for years. Oliver Bierhoff, the head of sport at the German Football Association, says we haven't done anything with our development system for years who, been in charge of that, Hansi Flick, Oliver Bierhoff. We remember Hansi Flick being the guy who was a Bayern, had a great success there, but he's always been, also been sport director of the German Football Association. Mm. He has always been the assistant coach to Joachim Löw. Oliver Bierhoff has now been there, is it 18 years he's been in his uh, position? So, I mean, point the fingers where the fingers are supposed to be pointed.
0: You mentioned there then We can do, I want to break it down. I want to do the Bayern block and I want to do uh, the number nine, just as we're on the topic of the number nines. Societal, yes, in the sense that we look around, how many number nines do we have? Top number nines in European football, straight out and out number nines. I can think of, you know, a handful of of world-class ones. I'm thinking back to Germany. And yes, Germany have, in Miroslav Klose, the all-time top scorer in the World Cup but as we've discussed on this previously, uh, they used to have a, a Kevin Kurani or a, a Samoa up top or what have you. Not been spoiled for top-class strikers either with for Germany these last uh, two decades, but still had the association of being a tournament team, being strong um, when it comes to those, those final moments. The number nines there, people spoke about the, the lack of balance in the team. And, and that will take us into the Bayern one as well. Let's just explore this era because the people said the balance of the team. I see a Musiala who's carrying a team at 19, which I don't know is good or bad because he is my favorite player to watch now. He's, I think he had 13 successful dribbles against Costa Rica, which is his second most in a World Cup match. He's 19. Um, How, how do you see then it going forward? Do they... Do they say, okay, for now, for the moment going forward, we build around the number nine? Is the balancing team wrong? Do we break up the Bayern block? What's If we try and diagnose, what can be done?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a good observation. Uh, but the German football of God, when I grew up, and I've always been, as you know, been a, because Norway didn't go to the World Cups or, or Euros, I always supported England and Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Uh, we were lucky enough to be there self in, in 1994, which was an, an amazing experience. But I, ke- I kept on supporting those two teams. Uh, when I grew up, you had a Klaus Fischer, you had Horst Rubic, you had Karl-Heinz Rummenigge. Not all of them may be number nines, but they were a Rudy Feller. I mean, Rudy Fuller, a fantastic player in in the nineties, nineteen nineties. Jurgen Klinsmann. They had a lot of players who can decide, uh, be be match winners. And then you said, Miroslav Klose is still the the number one uh, in number of goals at uh, World Cup. And uh, if if not Ronaldo uh, will do something special or Messi, he will. all oh, it's, it's a long way up for them, even mm-hmm. for them. But the thing is that. I've, I think that's shown this It is World Cup Marcus and I, and I, I mean I made that I said about passion they have, the football god has rewarded they have rewarded themselves for passion. but I've also seen and I'm not want to uh, say that we all what we said before the World Cup, I also said I thought Argentina and France will do well after Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. I thought that tip was very bad, but no Argentina is coming there. <laughs> but, but one thing that we said that where the team like Spain, Belgium and Denmark, if you we use those three teams, they don't have that number nine. And mind you, the number nine is not always about scoring goals. It's like you saying, it's the balance in the team. Because Harry Kane, England got nine goals, I think now, already. and He hasn't scored, but he has been very vital for them. He's been very important in terms of assists, but also to keep the ball, to keep the ball, to let all the players in and around him Look well. So in Germany, they have a a, a, a word called Wandspieler. Uh, to uh, translate it directly one to one is wall player. So you play at the wall. You play up to the striker. You move the rest of the midfield block after, so you can play with him. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and even even Spain started without a striker. Then I scored a lot of goals, and then but I see now more and more Murata getting the chance to be in there because Enrico will see that that kind of player I need. Because it's not only me and you that see the number nine needed. Then to the the Bayern block. The reason I say that is that German journalists, German football commentators, they have one thing in common. One, they love Bayern, all of them. (laughs) They are desperate. To, lo- to love Bayern. Mm-hmm. A lot of them was also a former Bayern player, has to be said, most of them. And uh, I will praise one, uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger, former Bayern player, has been fantastic at this World Cup, has to be said. He works with a former colleague of mine at Sky Germany, uh, Esther. Esther is a great interviewer and they've been doing well. So it's not a criticism of the commentaries, but there's always this idea as just as we get as many Bayern players in there, if one of them is out, like in the first game, Gundogan was out, and Goretzka, no, sorry, Goretzka was in, and Gundogan was in the team. Wow, wow, wow! This is not good. This is not good. Then Gundogan scored a goal, and um, he was taken out, and then they lost the game against Japan. But mm-hmm. this Bayern block sometimes I think get rise raised up too much because I think it's all about finding a balance if that means you've got to have every buyer playing in the team fine but like now when you came into the Costa Rica game I think it was a bad mistake to have Miller there because he was not there on performance he was there on former performances and then yeah. that is that is that is wrong in my in my opinion so so it's not it's not a matter of buying players on a good enough it's a matter of What's the best balance in the team? And uh, that is what is always going to be done. Sometimes you feel Hansi Flick, Marcus, is too nice because uh, I met Hansi Flick. He's the best guy in the world. But leadership is all about doing also the big decisions. Mm -hmm. And the big decisions being leave players out, uh, leave and be clear to them. Uh, I saw Bastian Schweinsteiger said something about it, and then uh, Hansi Flick uh, just cut him off. No, 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 no. It's everything. It's okay. But fair enough when you get knocked out of the World Cup uh, at at, uh, at this stage. Um, criticism is hard to take. Fair of enough. Course. I also saw on the topic of
0: Bastian Schweinsteiger and, and fair play, and he said, and I want to get into that as a, as a former centre-back, and he said that uh, of that back line only... Um, well, Ant- Antonio Rüdiger was was world-class. The rest were Bundesliga quality. Now, what does he mean by that comment? Is that an indictment of, of the Bundesliga? Um, having Bundesliga be, maybe you'd say, top three leagues in the world. But on that note, we can talk about talent development. We can talk about a lack of number nine. We can talk about the Bayern block. And it all plays into this analysis. But when I see that the the lack of urgency... In defense, um, it's, it's rather astonishing. I see a Niklas Sula who Bayern wanted to keep, who was regarded as and still regarded as one of the best center backs in Germany, obviously, as he's playing for them. But there's at least get that right, and you said that about Denmark, about, about Spain to, to, to some degree there was you have to we have to go back to basics here here as well and i I don't want to sound too old-fashioned, but I see some of the de- the defending there, which costs them dearly as well and maybe this is good for German football that they go out because it is a moment of reckoning. but even still, I look back and I think there are ways to avoid this situation altogether
1: as well yeah, but the, the, the problem is Mark is the analyst analysis. Were done the same after 2018 Russia World Cup. Then they got out after three games as well. They played South Korea. They lost two 0 in the last game. Mm-hmm. Took age, they took ages to for Joachim Love to resign, the World Cup, Cup winning coach. So had the same problem there. Four years later, four four and a half years later, there are the same problems there. Mm-hmm. The problem at the back mark is it's it's a very vital point that you're saying. But it's nothing to do with the Bundesliga. It's to do that the player is not good enough on this level. Because we have to compare it with this level. You have to compare that with other countries. And to be fair to an Harry Maguire, you can criticise him all the thing you want in the world. But he is a defender. He defends his country. He defends his goal. Have a look at the first game. Then they play Schlotterbeck and Süle, who have both been struggling big time in Dortmund this season. So they are two or four at the back. Round on the left. Good play. He got great crosses. I would love to play with him as a striker with, with those kind of crosses, especially that cross he had to Gnabry. The, mm-hmm. the, screw, the, the screw, if you say it's always the same. So he just have to meet the ball. Fantastic, but not a great defender. Rudiger is there, but Rudiger is also. he Sometimes Rudiger gets into this uh, Upamecano kind of department where you never know what's going to happen. Right. I think that Rud- Rudiger of all people, yes, he has developed great. He has progressed from winning the Champions League with Chelsea. He was a big part of that going to Real Madrid. But I suspect him being a player who needs to have good defenders around him. If you know what I'm saying, yeah. Uh, so I, I didn't want. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have looked at all the defenders at the World Cup, saying, "Well, Rudiger going to lead my defense." I would say, mm-hmm. get Rudiger in there. Because he's a good defender, mm-hmm. so if you if you know the difference in there, and yep. then you have Schlott, Schlotterbeck. Schlotterbeck made a career of marking for Freiburg. Erling Haaland. Haaland Erling didn't score, and I remember then he was the best defender in the world, and and Germany was so desperate to get a young defender in there. He's a good lad, great attitude, very very well articulated, and uh, then he went to Dortmund. But it's a fact that he's been struggling. There are games he's good and games he's bad. That 2-1 goal against Japan, Marcus, yes, we can talk about positioning. Yes, we can talk about Sule not standing well because of the offside line and all that kind of thing. But Schlotterbeck was running next to the uh, the Japan attacker and he didn't do anything. I mean, that was a highway to a goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was two or three metres behind him, and he didn't do anything. It was not like he... He was that close, afraid to do a penalty. He was just in there. So then he got bummed out. He didn't play anything more at the World Cup. Then you have Sealer. Sealer at the right back is a, is a mystery because there is there are two mysteries. Point one, he hasn't been really looked bad when he'd done that for, for Bayern Munich at the, at Champions League. I mean, that is mystery number one. Mystery number two is how unbelievable. Out of kind of his depth, he looked at his world cup, a right back. He shouldn't be at the right back, it's just one of those things with that body, with that height, with that everything. He should never be there. It was same same as you was right back in New Zealand, Marcus. Before <laughs> before you got uh, before you understood that position when he came to New uh, so sorry to Scotland and you knew that you had to find your position. You, you he was so uncomfortable in that yeah. position. I think that you can feel for yeah, that. But you can so, see a
0: physique like that, but it doesn't look comfortable. But even as a but even as a centre back against Costa Rica, I see some of the goals as well. I, I talk about urgency. That's what I miss, and and we can talk about this like romantic ideal of playing for your country. But I'm actually for I'm actually I'm serious when I say you are playing for your country, and the, this you're in a World Cup, and I, I get a bit frustrated, provoked by it. Um, and I'm not saying obviously he's a fantastic career, but that annoys me as well because those aren't the controllables. Um, but maybe I'm being a bit too sunny, yeah, a bit we, too old-fashioned we, no, and no, Scottish. Yeah.
1: We, yeah, yeah. Old, fashioned Scottish yeah. is not bad when it comes to defending. But uh, the thing is that fact is uh, everything is an opinion. Who is good course, and who is bad? But the, but the fact is, I think is is it ten consecutive games uh, at tournaments with Germany are conceding goals. They're conceding mm. goals all the time. Remember, they were three-one up against England, three-three. You have a. I love Manuel Neuer. I uh, had some great saves even uh, against costa rica at, i think it was at 1-0 or 2-0 he had a great save there as well then it didn't look good on the goals either so even manuel neuer look it looks insecure in that uh, in that department but i think Mark, but if i may say then we can go into players we can go into system we can go go into everything but i think that one of the and you have to help in What's it called in, in English now? The, the Norwegians' world for it is sect, the yeah, ASOM sect. Cult. They are a, German football got to be aware they are kind of a, a cult. Yeah. And that is going b- back to the Bayern thing. It seems that the good or bad and bad thing about German football, there is only one team competing with the rest in the Champions League. We can discuss that it's not good for German football because they won it 10, 10 times in a row. And we can also say, and I, and, I, and I underline that, is that it's not Bayern's fault. Bayern is just doing a good job financially, getting the best players, winning football games, winning the Champions League. So it's nothing to do with them. But it's bad for German football that you kind of build up a cult in and around Bayern, uh, being journalists, being commentators, former players, being them winning everything. Uh, because that they, uh, I don't think that then you will have a constructive, I don't think you will have a dynamic, I don't think you will have a, a platform to discuss development if at the end it's the same persons with the same reference, with the same kind of values, view, attitude from Bayern. And let me say it again. Nothing wrong with Bayern because Bayern, as a club, m- may be the most fascinating club in the world, been able to do that family kind of thing with Uli Hoeneß, Karl-Heinz Rummenigge, Franz Becker, former players. But I think, I think that what what is done to compare with English football, and yes, there are so many bad f- things also about English football in terms of money, in terms of ownership, in terms of everything. But what, but what you do get in England is that you have more or less all the best managers in the world there. Mm-hmm. What does that say? That that means that we have different views on a lot of different topics in football. A Guardiola, a Klopp, or Tuchel when he was there, everybody, Conte. You 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 have a a discussion. You have an ongoing discussion how you develop your game. But in Germany, you have the discussion on the stage of Bayern Munich and that stage is fantastic they may win win the Champions League this year as well but to develop German football you need different voices different values a curiosity how you develop the game in other countries in other cultures so German football got to watch out they need to have impulses they need to have new voices, new ideas into the game. Just see what happened when Pep Guardiola came there to Bayern. Wow. There was a new way of thinking. Was he right in everything? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that he came in with new ideas. I want to do this. I want to do that. Why do you do this? That is how you develop a football uh, country. That is how you develop a football culture. You, then, you don't develop a football culture by just by saying... We've done this for, the, for over 100 years. We've done that. Talk to this World Championship medal guy. Talk to this World Cup winner. You have to have a lot of voices. And I think that if they're honest, and if we're honest by everything that's going to be done now in a longer term, that is the thing. We have to have new ideas into German football.
0: I think those are some great words to to part on that um, and I, I completely agree whether that applies to football or other avenues of, of, of life. We will certainly discuss this um, ongoing as the Bundesliga returns not until till mid-January and onwards. Um, but good words to part on. We have a tournament to enjoy. We are two teams down. Norway didn't make it. Germany are out. All our eggs are on England now. So until then, maybe we dissect an England performance. But until then, Um, we will be analysing the World Cup and we will have a a little review following the tournament's conclusion at the very least.
1: Thanks a lot, Dad. Thank you. Same to you, Marcus. Thanks for watching and please subscribe. And if you have any comments, any issues, themes that you want us to discuss, give us a comment and we always reply to that. And uh, if you know something that we don't know, which you probably do, just give us a shout.